Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five Disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. So and break away from tradition, cause when we be out, girl is full of me that we wouldn't believe that. Comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Let's get it started. 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 What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. We are back. A bit of a uh yeah, a bit of a hiatus is the way I'm gonna put it. We haven't been on your radio waves in a minute since the Super Bowl, and that's because Xander and I. Hit hit big. We we took a lot of put a lot of money on the Chiefs. We're very nervous. The roller coaster that was the Super Bowl. We needed some time to relax afterwards. Unbelievable finish for the Kansas City Chiefs. Sets up for a very exciting future in the NFL. Because whereas Tom Brady's future is not clear yet, and we're gonna get into that in this episode, I think it's clear that the the new age of the NFL is about to begin. And we have a lot of young talent that is gonna create for a very very fun atmosphere. A lot of different teams, I think, are going to be in the mix from here on out. Um, Wits, we won, man. That was honestly, for us, huge. We had had such a poor football season. Unless you actually listen to my picks on the show, which did exceptional, I didn't actually listen to myself, so I was down some serious coin. Wits, we came out big, finished strong in the NFL season. Yeah, I mean, it was an awesome Super Bowl at the end of the day. I was getting ready to hit the Venmo button uh, midway through the third quarter. Um, but Pat Mahomes played, I think, probably the best 10 minutes of the season uh, there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was a super exciting game. Very happy for Andy Reid, uh, that whole Chiefs team. I mean, they could be maybe the next uh, next version of the Patriots. They got probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, it was a very exciting game. And Kyle Shanahan uh, on the, the another end of a huge fourth quarter lost in the Super Bowl but yeah it was exciting it was fun and uh, yeah, I needed a little couple weeks off uh, to celebrate victory get right for baseball season yeah it was, uh, it was a big victory honestly I'm still recovering from it a little bit although I used most of it to uh, pay back the bookie since I was down a good amount you know um, we're taking a gambling break just like the NFL season our gambling season had come to an end that's not to say I haven't thrown some money here and there on the NBA and college basketball, but I'm back to even with the bookie as of this month, so uh, he won't be getting a text from me anytime soon. Um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the NFL in a sense, more looking into next year. We kind of done our whole NFL wrap up. We appreciate the Chiefs coming through for us, and we were really big on Kansas City going to that. And like you said, huge win for Andy Reid. I think that is a career. Um, I don't know if setting's the right word because his career's still going to move forward, but for somebody with that many wins and zero Super Bowl championships to his name, that is such a quintessential moment for him. And now, if he wasn't already a Hall of Famer, he is a deadlock Hall of Fame coach, and uh, it's an honor because we had him 
as a Packers assistant coach way back in the day where he got his first ring with Brett Favre and Mike Holmgren. Um, lots going on, Wits, in the NFL that we are going to examine and we're going to give our takes on, but obviously we're not the Nostradamuses. We don't know everything's going to happen, but a lot of moving pieces. And we'll start, we'll start small because I respect you and I know you're small-brained on the weekends. Um, let's go with your guy, Andy Dalton. This guy, supposedly, there's trade talks. Is there really a value for him, and could he start somewhere else in the NFL this year? Yeah, I think there's definitely a, a value for a guy like Andy Dalton. Who is, is that a bias, Dalton. though? No, it's not a bias. I, mean, a bias. I think he'd be a great backup quarterback anywhere. But I'm I asking, can he start somewhere? Confident. Maybe I in Chicago. could. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I take him in Dude, Chicago. get him in your home city, Wits. You couldn't ask for anything know. more. I don't think any team would go after him to be their starter. I mean, he could be a placeholder, but not a guy I'd be excited about starting. Um, but he'd be a great backup, though. I mean, because you never know when you're going to need a guy to come in and step up. And Andy Dalton is showing us that he's an average quarterback. And a lot of teams have below-average backup quarterbacks and below-average starters. So I think there is some value for him out there, and I hope he finds a home. Cincinnati, I mean, they're they're a few years away from being a few years away. So I hope that he, you know, gets wow. an opportunity to maybe, maybe win himself. Yeah, I think so. I mean, one one quarterback is not the only thing that that team needs. So it's it's going to be a couple years, I think, until they're competing. They've got uh, a solid North, running back, AFC North. I mean, which means nothing. Okay. You're, so, what, if they have a top-flight running back, a top-flight quarterback, because I think Burrow is going to be awesome. Not a bad defense, not a great defense. They don't have a great secondary, but they got guys up the middle. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're, like, the distance away you think they are. But we're on Andy Dalton. We're not on the Bengals. Looks like you think he's going to be a backup. Um, let's talk about other starters who might be moving. I'm under the belief that this is just, this is how ESPN operates. Tom Brady's not going anywhere. I think he's going to be a Patriot till he retires. I'm not sure about this whole Vegas connection thing. One, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't think he needs all the hoopla of joining a new organization in Vegas. The Chargers taking Tom Brady doesn't make a whole lot of sense after getting rid of, not getting rid of, but parting ways with Phillip Rivers. I don't think they want another 40-year-old quarterback I think he's a Patriot. I mean, unless you're thinking otherwise, that you think he actually is going to move. I mean, I even saw the Chicago Bears in the conversation. Um, it sounds like the Bears are going to make a move around the quarterback position. I'm interested to see how that goes. But where do you think Tom Brady is at the start of the 2020 season? Uh, I'm on the same side as you, Roz. I, I think he stays in New England. I know this, it's weird having all this speculation about him playing for another team. I think they find a way to work it out. Um, I, just, I don't know. I don't see a guy like that who's been there his whole career going off and trying to win somewhere else. I, just, I think he's just like a lifetime Patriot, and I think it's going to stay that way. Um, but it is interesting. you got some teams out there that are maybe like a quarterback piece away from being huge competitors. And like you mentioned, the Bears, I think, are that team in a nutshell. I mean, unbelievable defense. Uh, they've got some weapons, but Mitch Trubisky struggled so much this year that they could never get anything together, and they could be like a Tom Brady away from being a, a huge Super Bowl contender. So that's an interesting spot. And then the Vegas connection as well. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I see Bob Kraft, Tom Brady, sitting down, coming to an agreement um, before next season starts. Yeah, no, and, and it's not uncommon. I mean, Joe Montana played for the Chiefs. Brett Favre played for the Jets and Vikings. Uh, quarterbacks of that stature mm -hmm. do move. 
But there is something different about this Patriot organization. And honestly, I know Montana had his four. Favre only had one. But winning six titles and just the connection he has with the Kraft family, Belichick, I just, he's just not going to leave. I, I think it's a bunch of hoopla. I'm a little over it. He's going to sign. The interesting one is Philip Rivers and Cam Newton. Um, I'm a little worried that Cam Newton's career is over. I think he's a great guy. I think he was a tremendous talent, but I think the injuries have actually caught up to him. I mean, he hasn't played a full season in a while, has foot problems, shoulder problems, and that's not good for a quarterback, one that is mobile and one that likes to throw the ball downfield. Um, but I'm curious, since you were just bringing up the Bears, are you ready to move on from Trubisky? And would you take a flyer on Phillip Rivers or Cam Newton? And if not, where do you think those two guys end up this year? Also, we're going to get out of the Derek Carr thing because the fact that Derek Carr is already being written off, very interesting to me. But let's start off with Rivers and Newton. Um, so, yeah, Rivers, that was interesting. I think he's a great quarterback, but he's a guy who's never won his entire career. Perennial so, loser. You know, it, it, He's a perennial loser, um, and I, I hate to say it. I mean, he's, he's had a very good NFL career, better than a lot of people out there. I mean, looking at he's a very he's a tough guy. He's a great teammate, but he never really won. So, the, you know, him or Cam Newton coming to the Bears, it doesn't really get me that excited. I think we do need to move on from Trubisky. Um, but those two guys, you know, guys who have never really won anything, one of them's old, one of them's always hurt, that doesn't really – get me going or get me excited. I'd honestly, out of those three guys, with Carr being the last one that you mentioned, I'd rather have Derek Carr. Um, right now, moving forward for the Bears, if I was going to pick the, any of those guys, include Trubisky, he's the one I, I think has the most potential. Um, so Cam Newton, I think he's definitely going to be on another team. And I, I honestly, I really don't know where. Because it's, it's hard to bring a guy like that on your team who's been you know, kind of banged up and has seemingly gotten worse every year in the injury category. So it's uh, it's tough to sign a guy like that who is seems like his career is spiraling downwards because he can't stay on the field. Yeah, no, I feel that, and it's interesting because Carr's contract set up. When I bring up Carr, the only reason I do so is because Vegas is in the mix. Also, it's weird. First off, me and you are doing a fantastic job with the Vegas recognition for the Raiders now. Like when the Chargers moved to LA, we were staying San Diego for the first year and a half. I'm pretty sure we still say San Diego. Um, but I'm impressed with us about the Vegas. I think it's just because we like gambling so much and we have such a respect for Vegas that I think we're ready to open our arms to them having a football team. I mean, I feel for the city of Oakland. Like, that sucks to lose that team. But Derek Carr, not about to be a free agent. I just think it's interesting. It sounds like they're almost more willing to pack it in on him than the Bears are on Trubisky. And I think this is the most I've ever talked about Chicago Bears. But I just kind of like to see them struggle and squirm a little bit. And there's nothing that is more I'm trying to think of the right word it is year in and year out with the Bears that they don't have an answer at quarterback and it has been that way since I've been alive honestly so it's interesting to see but it sounds like they're giving up on Carr faster than the Bears are giving up on Trubisky yeah and I'm kind of surprised about that um but obviously Gruden and all of them they know a lot more about about football and uh, having a winning team than I do but Derek Carr to me it seems like Seems like he's close to cracking into that top tier quarterback, in my opinion. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, then watching him through, um, I'm blanking on the show's name. Uh, Which show? <laughs> it's just like the biggest, the biggest preseason NFL show, Hard Knocks. Oh um, yeah, wow. That's I, a good one. I really enjoyed, yeah, watching him on Hard Knocks. He's a guy who I would love to have as a leader of my team. Um, so 
I, I think he'll find a spot somewhere. It seems like he's got more promise than uh, his brother David did back when he got drafted number one overall. But, yeah, the Raiders, they seem like they kind of want to move on, and we'll see where they go next. But you know, there's a lot, a lot of interesting things around the quarterback spots this year, which seems like it's always the case. Uh, but especially this year with, you know, these big names um, you know, having to be moved around. I agree. I think it's more of a carousel this year than usual. I mean, you get the, like, the Nick Foles last year was the big story, and who knows about him in Jacksonville. Not to mention that this draft class supposedly is going to be one of the better in terms of quarterbacks. I mean, you're looking at Miami, who, if you're Josh Rosen, what a shitty NFL career you're off to and probably will have. Not only... Where you drafted, then traded the year after, but it looks like that's going to be the case again when they draft Tua at the five spot in uh, for Miami. So this guy, I don't think he's ever going to get a fair shake. I don't know if he's good enough. I don't. He, I, to me, he doesn't pass the eye test. But you got a lot of potential in the draft, and then a lot of veterans in the free agent market. I think this is the biggest year. There'll be a lot of moves in terms of the quarterback, and I think that'll shift the landscape of the NFL. And we're not even talking about Drew Brees, a guy who potentially might not play for the Saints anymore. I'm not saying he's going to retire, but the Saints have to look at it as Taysom Hill wants to be a starter. Teddy Bridgewater's there. I think that's interesting as well. I don't think you move on from Breeze, but there's more chatter about that than I expected. Yeah, this argument is interesting because um, it'd be like such a different functionality of the offense having a guy like Hill compared to Breeze. And I, I don't know if... Uh, you know, Phil's got what it takes to be an NFL starter. You know, seen him in definitely a lot of action, and he's a great athlete. He's a great player. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And then, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, there was a point in time where Teddy Bridgewater was, like, the rising star quarterback in the NFL and got hurt, uh, worked his way back, and did an amazing job for the Saints this year. Um, did not lose a game as a backup when he had to come in and start a few games for Drew Brees. So, like you said, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of names out there, Roz, and there's a lot of teams who need – a good quarterback so it'll be interesting to see who comes out next year um but it's going to be it's always going to be tough to beat teams like the Chiefs um you know I don't think the 49ers are going anywhere so yeah we'll see it's interesting but um that definitely missing football on days like today I don't know what to do with myself anymore no yeah it no football I mean and this poor attempt at football with the XFL. I was going to try to do a whole joking segment about the X- XFL, but we might have to wait a couple episodes for that. i got to get my source material. Um, two players not at the quarterback position uh, that I've heard. Definitely one is going to be on the move, in my opinion, and that's Jadavian Clowney, who I think is an absolute force. And then the idea that Todd Gurley might no longer be a Ram due to his trajectory going downwards. Do you see either of those guys on different teams, and do you see them having an impact for whatever team you place them on? Um, who's the first guy again? Kind of Jadavian Clowney. You just told me. You just tuned me out, didn't you? No, I swear the phone. Right as you said his name, I didn't get it, and then you just went on about him. I was like, hopefully he brings it up again, but I'm not sure if he's going to. Um, so let's let's start with Gurley. I don't think. Gurley is done by any means. Uh, that was, I thought, I think the most interesting question in fantasy football last year was, you know, what was Todd Gurley's usage going to look like? And for the most part, you know, it, it was okay. He definitely wasn't as electric as he was the year before, but I mean, that was one of the better fantasy seasons that we've ever seen from a running back. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone on the move, and I think he can definitely make an impact still. Uh, maybe he can get back to that, you know, 15 touchdown, 1,500 yard plateau. Uh, which he's been at a couple times. So 
you know, we'll see what happens with him. And then Jadavian Clowney, I kind of like him in Seattle. Uh, you know, I always think of the Seahawks as that Legion of Boom defense, and he just seems like one of those guys. Uh, very scary up front. But another another guy with a lot of injury history um, and tough to have there because as good of an athlete as he is, you know, if you're not on the field a lot. And it's similar to a J.J. Watt. I mean, guys just always getting hurt. Um, I mean, don't, don't know what to do with them because they're great players, but they're only there like half the time. So I could see Clowney going on the move to, I would say, probably to a contender. Um, he's always still a pretty young guy, but I could see a team taking a shot. Um, you know, it's one of the more talented, I think, defensive ends in football right now. Yeah, I thought it was very impressive with the uh, Seattle Seahawks this year, and I'm just happy we got past the Seahawks because that's usually a challenge for the Packers. Um, I might as well rattle off a lot or a little off about the Packers. Uh, hopefully we get Randall Cobb back. I'm seeing a little bit of a reunion news about that. Love him in the slot. Also, if we draft this kid, Justin Jefferson from LSU, that is our big move. And then, Wits, we've got, now I think it's 39 weeks, 29 weeks. I forget which number um, until the NFL is back. Let's do it. Super Bowl picks for next year. Minor Packers and Chiefs, who do you got? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think I'm definitely going to take the Chiefs, and then come on in the Join NFC. The come on, I I, don't, I just don't see the Packers. Um, Why can't we you know what? I'm, be friends? Why can't I'm going to take a little flyer here and go with the Minnesota Vikings? Oof, I think they're the team in the <laughs> wrong direction. But okay, that's that's our way too early picks that we're not even going to remember when it comes to the NFL season. We will remember our Super Bowl picks when we do our preseason in the summer. How sad is that? Dear God, we have to wait till July to get back into the NFL. Um, hopefully there's some fun NFL news from February to July, but it's not looking like that. We do have March Madness coming up. This has been one of the worst NCAA seasons I've ever seen. The lack thereof of talent is mind-boggling, except for my Dayton Flyers, go OB Toppin, um, and Anthony Grant, who has been a guest on this show before. Um, and then we've got the Masters coming up, I think, at some point. We got the, which it's not a thing, I know. And then, I don't know, the NBA, like, we'll, we'll do that a little bit. But what's, what's most exciting for you is baseball's back. And uh, I know I got mad. We, we got a little heated about the Astros debacle. And I hope, and I don't ever wish pain upon anybody, but I do hope they get thrown at. I think that would be poetic justice, um, especially since they're going to be able to keep their World Series title. Uh, baseball. Pitchers, catchers reported. Everybody's in Mesa, Arizona, wherever they are. Some people go to Florida, I'm assuming. I don't remember. But let's talk some baseball wits. I know this is your sport. I know you were, uh, you were a superstar athlete in this category, once drafted by the Detroit Tigers. Um and your career came in my dreams, set. I was. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to give you a whole backstory, but I guess we're going to move on from that. What are you liking so far? Have you paid any bit of, of attention? I know me and you have been so busy with everything. Any baseball notes or news you want to kick us off with before we start doing some uh, picks and gambling trends? Yeah, so I think, you know, there's been a lot of action going on this offseason. I think, you know, the teams that I thought were already some of the best teams in the league have been making the most moves and acquisitions i'm looking at you know a team like the dodgers acquiring i think probably the best outfielder in baseball besides mike trout and mookie betts uh, also got david price so i would say they've had a winning offseason just by that um but you know jimmy nelson alex wood blake trying and if those guys all pan out 
the Dodgers, this could be the year that they finally get back and seal the deal. I know I think 1988 was the last time they won the World Series. So I think they've got the deepest roster in the game. They had a great offseason. And then the Yankees, looking at signing a guy like Garrett Cole, you know, they're going to be, I think, the favorite by far in the AL East. Uh, the Red Sox seem like they're going the opposite direction again. Uh, but the Rays, I think, will give the Yankees a little run for their money. And then, you know, looking at the Nationals, um, you know, this is a team that kind of, you know, a little lightning in a bottle, just like the Raptors winning the NBA title last year. Seemed like it could have been a, a one-and-done type of thing, but they've had a great offseason as well. Uh, you know, they brought back Strasburg, Howie Kendrick, Drupal Cabrera, Daniel Hudson, Ryan Zimmerman. Um, also added a couple of good pieces, Starlin Castro, Eric Thames, and then Will Harris. So, you know, still have Max Scherzer and Strasburg, which can definitely lift this team, I think, to another pennant. So, you know, that's an exciting thing. And then the Twins in the AL Central are a team that I'm really excited about. You know, they went out and got Josh Donaldson. They replaced uh, Jason Castro with Alex Avila. And then they've also been rebuilding their rotation, which I think has been a struggle for them the past few years. Um, they kept Jake Odorizzi and Michael Pineda, who I think is going to be poised for a breakout year. Um, also got Homer Bailey and Rich Hill. And then got went out and got Kenta Maeda. So I think unlike last season, the Twins are going to be the favorite in the AL Central this year going in for 2020. Dude, you and your AL Central. And I know that was on the lower scale. You were just picking who you thought was going to win the AL Central. Um, but, God, that's that's a piss-poor um, division. Anyways, let's go through some of the top odds to win the 2020 World Series. You are right, by the way. The Yankees plus 350 um, as the favorites to win. The Dodgers right behind them at plus 400. Astros plus 800, boo. Braves plus 1,400. They are the second highest in the NL. Then you got the Mets at plus 1,600 wits. Look at the Mets rounding up the top five. Could this be a Witsonian year here? Could he be picking the Mets to win the World Series? What a riveting storyline that would be if Wits finally got the Mets their title. The Cardinals are at plus 1,600 as well. Nationals plus 1,600. Twins plus 2,000. Phillies plus 2,000. Rays plus 2,000. And then the Cubs, Indians, and Angels, and Brewers all at plus 2,500. So that makes up the top half of the Major League Baseball odds. Let's let's do this, I guess. We're going to go into some other odds here shortly, but who do you have coming out of each uh, each league, and then who do you have winning the World Series here in our first preseason Major League Baseball conversation? Oof, this is tough, bro. There's a lot of exciting teams out there. Um, and while I, I want to say the Dodgers out of the NL, something tells me that the Atlanta Braves are just going to pop off this year. They've been, they had such positive momentum over the past few years along the course of this rebuild, and I think this is really. This is the year it's going to finally come to fruition. Um, you know, they got they lost Josh Donaldson, but replaced his bat with Marcelo Zuna. They also got Cole Hamels. So, you know, you're looking at guys like Ronald Acuna Jr., who I think is a top five player in baseball right now. They've improved their bullpen, and I think for me, they're they're my favorite team to come out of the NL this year. And then looking at the AL, it's it's really tough for me to pick against any team besides the Yankees just because of what we've seen in the past, especially if Luis Severino is healthy this year, it's going to be tough, but 
you know, I'm going to take them, but I think we're going to see an ALCS uh, rematch from a couple years ago with the Yankees and the Astros. Um, so I think they're, they're still a very good team, and I'd probably put them at number two after the Yankees and the AL. But I'll say Braves and Yankees right now coming out for a World Series matchup. Wow. Well, as I drop my phone in just shock that you picked the Braves, over the the Mets, you haven't even you haven't even touched the Mets yet this year. I don't know if they're on your snip list, but I'm a little little salty. We haven't gotten some Wits Mets action here. I'm gonna go Yankees as well out of the AL. I think it's their time. They do what they do best, and that is pull out the checkbook and sign whoever they need to sign in order to win. They're going for number 28, I believe. Um, so let's get it. They're plus 350. Not great value there, but I'm going to give you my good value, and that is the Nationals. I'm going to ride them again. I know it's tough to win back-to-back. doesn't happen often, but I am going to take the Nationals plus 1,600, not only to return to the World Series, but win a second one. They are the heroes we need Right now, after beating the Astros, they're going to be the heroes we want when we want them to take down the evil empire that is the New York Yankees. Um, so I'm going to Nationals. I wish I could say Cubs at plus 2,500, but that team seems like it's in such disarray. I don't think they got any better in their pitching rotation in starters or in relief pitching. And then this whole thing going on with Chris Bryant that I'm hoping you have some answers for, uh, it's just blowing my mind. that we I have be- nothing. Dude, it's, it's ridiculous. The guy won Rookie of the Year and then MVP back-to-back seasons. He was the face of our team. I, there's just so many other pieces that we could get rid of. I mean, we could get rid of a Schwarber, maybe a Addison. I don't think we have Addison Russell anymore. But there, I just don't get why. I, and we just so fudged it up with his contract and the arbitration and everything. Like, I could see why he wouldn't want to sign back with the Cubs. But, like... God, I feel like we could use guys like that. We're all, they're so young on the Cubs. Everybody has been so young since our World Series title. And it just looks like we're going the opposite direction when I felt like that was a team that could rattle off a couple World Series appearances at least. Um, it's heartbreaking, but that's why I'm going with the Nationals. You have any faith in the Cubs? Any faith in the White Sox? The White Sox who are now up to plus 3,300. So they're moving on up in terms of odds to win a World Series. But any Chicago love out of you? Um, I don't have any love. I'm I'm kind of neutral on my expectations. You know, if you were telling me that the Cubs were going to get back to the World Series, I don't think I'd be that surprised. But it just it seems like we're trending in the wrong direction there. Um, you know, just with all the hype from a couple years ago, and I know we got the World Series, which is great. But this seemed like a team that could go on a run and be constantly back in it. And now, you know, with that young core of guys you mentioned. <laughs> probably very shortly going to be all separated um i don't have a ton of faith in the cubs and i think that division keeps getting better which is not good for them but you know we'll see i think they have the talent but you know all of last year we were kind of waiting for them to wake up and they just never did never so, did. they um, never so, rattle off like an awesome stretch of wins they just don't right and that's you know, the thing, we just keep waiting and waiting until it all has to get blown up again. And then, you know, we try to restart from square one. Um, on the other hand, with the White Sox, you know, I think that's a much more winnable division. I think the Twins are the favorite right now. But the White Sox, I mean, they've gotten after it this off season, And they're trying hard to make their move. So, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see who wins more games this year, the White Sox or the Cubs. Uh, I think... I think it called this year's success for the White Sox. They get to 85 wins. Um, I think that might 
might be good enough to sneak into the playoffs. Most likely will not be. But, you know, the Sox are interesting. They've got a very young core and have signed a lot of vets in the offseason. I think still have some pops. Some guys like Edwin Encarnacion. And, you know, the Indians are a team who's taken some steps back. The Tigers still stink. Um, and then you, you get the Twins as well. So I'm a little more positive on the White Sox this year. But I think, you know, the expectation for them as a whole is just a little lower. You know, you're looking at what they've been doing the past 15 years since they won the World Series. So I'm excited about the Sox more than I am about the Cubs, put it that way. So Again, just heartbreaking because there was so much potential with these Cubs. Uh, all right, let's move over to AL and NL MVP picks that we have. I'll rattle off the top five and then some interesting people that we have. I mean, listen to this. With AL MVP odds, as they stand right now, Mike Trout plus 100. The next guy, Aaron Judge, plus 1,200. Then right behind him is Gleber Torres at plus 1,200. Alex Bregman. Bregman plus 1600, Lindor plus 1600, and then we've got Shohei Otani also on here, Anthony Rendon as well at plus 3000. Um, interesting how the disparity here in odds, Mike Trout plus 100. I think in baseball, and we've seen this, they haven't been giving it to Mike Trout every year, the kind of the LeBron effect, and he just did win mm-hmm. it. So I think there might be a new person at the helm. Do you think it comes from the Yankees? And uh, if not, who do you like? And there are definitely people I probably left off that just are not here on the odds list that I'm looking at. But who do you like for a AL MVP um, contender? Yeah, I mean, those odds, <laughs> they're pretty amazing to be plus 100. You're, you're like getting no value for an entire season. I might try to such a great player, but... I could never bet on him at even money to win the MVP. I think, Rod, the big dark horse for me is Garrett Cole, the Yankees' new addition. I could see him, you know, putting up some more insane numbers this year and, you know, have one of those years like Verlander had or Kershaw had where he goes like, you know, 25 and four with a, you know, a 1 8 ERA, has 300 strikeouts. Um, I could see him winning the MVP. And, you know, it's going to be tough to take it over from Trout. But like you said, um, he's kind of got that effect where, you know, you know Trout's going to be unbelievable. You're always looking for another guy, see if they deserve a shot. So, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to throw it out there and go with Garrett Cole to win the AL MVP this year. Wow. So not even one of these batters. <laughs> That's impressive. No. I mean, they have their own title, um, the Cy Young, which we're going to get to. Let's run over to the NL where you said the best outfielder in baseball, arguably, which I'm going to take Mike Trout 10 out of 10 times. I Mookie... said besides Mike Trout. Okay. So you I don't was, listen I, to me I, I tuned you out. You're right. At least I can own up to the fact that I've tuned you out a couple times. Uh, Mookie Betts plus 350 is the favorite to right now to win the NL. Then you've got Ronald Acuna Jr. at 400. And then you've got Yelich at plus 700. Bellinger plus 900. Ding, 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 ding. I think that's, I like that value a lot there. Juan Soto plus 1,000. Fernando Tatis Jr. from the Padres. I don't think that's possible, but he's plus 1,000. Nolan Arenado of the Rockies for now at plus 1,400. He might be a Cub. Harper plus 1,400. Ding, 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 ding. Let me talk about him here in a, in a short bit. And then Javi Baez plus 2,500. Um, so, in the NL, are you going to hop off this list and go with the pitcher, or do you like any of the candidates I had listed below? 
So I don't know if you got to this guy in the list yet, but a guy that I'm looking at very closely is Juan Soto. Yep, plus um, 1,000. Plus 1,000, yeah, okay. So, I mean, Juan Soto is a guy who I think might go 40-120 this year, hit 300. Um, unbelievable what he did for the Nats last year, and I, I don't even think he's – I don't think he's 21 yet. He's uh, right, around, <laughs> right around there. But, Get know, him a beer! Homers, <laughs> he, need, he needs a beer, and he's got a World Series under his belt. I think he's going to be the key cog in that Nationals lineup this year, um, especially with Rendon gone, and I think he's going to have a monster year. So he's my uh, my best value for 2020 NL MVP. Well, since I didn't give my AL, but I'll give it right now. The AL, I'm going to go with a Yankee here. I think it's going to be Aaron Judge. I think. Uh, oh, stop it. He, he had a bit of a down year, plus 1,200. Um, so I'm going to go with him. But I'm most excited. And trust me, I mean, Wits could attest to this. There's no better judge of character, talent, um, overall performance, development, than me. And when I see somebody that I know is going to be a star, I know it. And I'm always right. I mean, I just, I don't come up short. I'm very rarely wrong, if ever. Um, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, open up the checkbook. Okay. Plus 1400, bet the mortgages, bet the houses, bet whatever you have. If you have a nice car, get rid of the car. I don't have a nice car. So. Get him a reverse mortgage. <laughs> get a, whatever you got, put it on Bryce Harper plus 1400. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you what I'm seeing here. His social media game, fire. This guy in the gym, he's smacking balls. He's excited to be. And, and take smacking balls as batting balls. Don't take it as anything else. And then also, just the excitement he has to be in Philadelphia and how he's ready to put this team on his back and carry them to a World Series title, which they're going to have to get past the Nationals, which I mentioned just a short time ago. Bryce Harper, I don't think it's even close. This guy's about to put up 55 homers, 128 RBIs. The guy's going to bat 344 with an OPS of 1018. Um, I'm telling you, this guy is about to have the most monstrous season we've ever seen in Major League Baseball. And I'm telling you, put it all on the line right now. There's no time to wait. I feel like I'm uh, one of those TV ads. Call 1-800-ROZ-4LIFE and you can bet on Bryce Harper today. Get your discount price of $20 flat. So I'm going to go with Bryce Harper plus 1400 I don't think it's going to be even close when it comes down to the numbers. Um, I think Mookie Betts is going to be an afterthought. And I think that we're going we're gonna to be graced with what a transcendent, uh, monumental, extravagant talent that Bryce Harper is. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think I heard this ad on TV a few years ago uh, from some some guy, and Bryce Harper ended up hitting, I think, 240 the next year. So we'll, we'll see what happens this year, but I don't know. I think I, uh, I think I go with a couple other guys before him. Call me Rosie Mays. I don't even know if that's an appropriate joke to me. But anyways, um, I he's going to be the man. I'm super stoked on it. If there's anything that, if you've ever listened to the show, you know, it goes Packers to Bryce Harper, just like that, snapping the fingers, um, because it'll be Bryce Harper season here soon enough on the opening line. I'm super excited about that. Uh, Wits, again, we are now, what, in this in this episode, we are currently at 35 minutes, and you have yet to say a word about the Mets. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you don't want to say anything about the Mets. Maybe you're holding back until until later in the season when you claimed to have called the Mets success. But 
I'm giving you this small opportunity right now to tell me a little bit about the Mets. Uh, my Mets story, it just kind of stays the same every year. If we can stay healthy, if we can get the best season out of DeGrom and Syndergaard, um, guys like that, then we could be talking about them in October. But that just hasn't happened in a long time. And we saw the potential. They did make it to the World Series. And this was a team, I seemed like a long time ago, um, that could rattle off. They had a similar build to the Cubs, I thought, you know, just with a lot of talent, more on the mound um, than at the plate. But, you know, they were a young team, and we're just kind of waiting here. We've gone through some stretches, so it could happen, but I think I'm off, I'm off my bandwagon a little bit. Um, the Giants and the Mets have let me down too much in the past. Just moved more. Around. My God. They don't, <laughs> they don't even need you in Deerfield anymore, so... Um, they don't. I don't well, even go into Deerfield anymore. I know you stay in your triangle of Riverwoods. Uh, anyways, Wits, that's we're back. We're winners as of late. Uh, you know how I feel about Bryce Harper, and you know how Wits feels about the rest of Major League Baseball. Um, any closing thoughts? We're going to be here more regularly now on Sundays. We'll do our episodes. Uh, any closing thoughts here, Wits, for the opening line, peoples? Um. Yeah, I think we're going to start start getting after it a little more. The Super Bowl hangover is, has been cured, so we, we've got baseball coming up. And then uh, this is the time of year where I start actually looking at college basketball a little bit, so I will be ready to talk about Hey, Baylor's the number one team in the country, here. by the way, just in case you forgot or haven't looked yet. <laughs> I did know that. Uh, all right, cool. Oh. But, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about all of that. Good. We will get into college basketball. This has been the opening line with your superior host, Roz, and then his co-host and uh, someone consider the Robin to my Batman, Wits, on the other side. Uh, it has been fun. We're back. Uh, definitely not in the same studio, but we've got a nice little setup on each end. I know Wits was on the phone today, but that's because he's having mic troubles in his studio. Um, feel free to reach out to us on social media. We're fun. We're, uh, we'll give you some money. For bets, well, by that I mean we're gonna give you the correct, we're gonna give you the correct answer to a bet, and uh, that's pretty much all I got. I don't have any good closing today. I mean Valentine's just came and went, and who gives a shit? I mean Valentine's Day is just a day to post on social media that you are dating somebody. I mean, blech. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I know Wits is on a streak, but dear God, I'm sure he he didn't like the Instagrams on that day either so if you're single like me put your hands in the air enjoy labor day not labor day president's day weekend and uh we'll catch you next week everybody peace this has been the opening line you'll get none you'll get none you'll get none i can't say that it gets to me but every time i pull my head up is a flex of it you'll get none you'll get none you'll get none You'll get absolutely nothing Every time I get the breath to breathe You're next to me Building up some press release To get none You'll get none You'll get what? Oh, girl Hell yeah, I'm up in this bitch Zack up in this bitch I've arrived with a motherfucking bucket full of CDs I'm flying out my city and it's really something Bust me in little buildings and the hills amongst them Got a couple homies out in you tickets cop down cause i'm feeling like a bigger stage a bigger wage is coming from what's pumping in my rib cage i'm getting paid and nothing's new again i'm bragging for them craggy 
and now my dick again. If I came up out what I used to claim back in blacker days, now I move the ball forward. I'm cracking open pack of plays, Dave. I'm pumped about your son, man. You're one man that got me into music in the first place. In the worst ways, I, I wanna give your boy the gift of feeling right brain to know the love that mom and pop and Drew and us have contained. I, I can't say that it gets to me, but every time I pull my head up, there's a flex to V. You'll get none, you'll get none, you'll get none, you'll get absolutely nothing. Every time I get the breath to breathe, you're next to me with your fucking press release. You'll get none, you'll get none, you'll get Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.